0: Jeffro, what's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm brother? good, man. I'm good. So uh, we met quite a few years ago, but I've never actually got to sit down with you longer than hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm Our busy and talk at the bar, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> You're busy. Let's get. We got shit to do. So yeah, man. I wanted to kind of get you on here and talk about Sweet. all the things that I mean, everything has transpired from um, you starting out and you guys building this uh, awesome brewery you have now. That's you know kind of growing into other areas. And then, you know, your, your love for food and pizza and all the beer Ooh, yeah. and all the things, man. So, let's get into it. All right. Where do we begin? From the, from the beginning, I guess, way back when you were a kid, I guess. I mean, right. how do, where, do we, where do we go? So, I um, grew up in Miami. Okay. And
1: worked in sandwich shops, making Cuban food and stuff like that. That was like my addiction to food. And then was going to um, aviation school at the time. So I was going to go work on commercial airliners and all that. Yeah. During late 80s, I'm old, um, Pan Am and Eastern took a dump. My wife's parents worked for Eastern, so no one had jobs anymore. So I went to the Air Force. Did that, worked on F-15s, went on the F-22 program from there. That took me to Tennell Air Force Base, Panama City, Florida, and then did 11 and a half years there. Then went to Alaska, eight and a half years there. Still cooked the whole time. And then from there, got stationed here, and I was like, get me out of this place. I'm retiring as soon as I can. <laughs> uh, that didn't work out too well, did it? <laughs> or did it? Yeah, hey, yeah. feel <laughs> so like it did. It did. So food is ingrained in me. I love it. I listened to one of your podcasts the other day where, I don't know, you got the barbecue thing going. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, people love food.
0: Yeah, man, it's a, it's a good way for people to come together, just like, Drinking, food, mm-hmm. good conversation. I feel like we were talking about that before the show. Like you don't have good conversation or good ideas without no. some sort of stimuli. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whether it be alcohol, um, you know, herbs. <laughs> food is food. Love. Food is yeah. love. That's yeah. how you show love with food. So you guys have created something that's not only a brewery but a, a restaurant per se. Like it's not so much just a brewery. I feel like when when so when I hear Flying Heart Brewing, it's not. For me, it's pizza and beer, right, or wings and beer. It's not beer. It's not right. craft beer. It's it's all that encompassed into yes. one, and you have a different culture than other breweries because I've been to a lot of breweries. Do. Yeah. Which? So how did you develop that? Okay, so
1: long time ago, like when when we first met, when I had the wooden spoon at the time. Yeah. Um, I was always farting around food, catering at the breweries and all that stuff, and uh, I said I like this lifestyle. And then I I always set up at Flying Heart. That was like my go-to. Plus, yeah. it was right down the street. And um, I was like one of Flying Heart's first customers. Both my daughters had worked there. And When it was still open air, hot as balls.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh,
1: <laughs> miserable sometimes. But um, one day, well, backtrack it. Um, I was still in the Air Force, and I saw an article about them. So I went to the window. They were brewing that day, and I knocked on the window. Like, hey, can I come in? and that's where the friendship started. And I was brewing homebrew at the time and we became really good friends. So then a couple years go by, they're wanting to get out of distribution brewing. So they're like, come, come up to me one day and they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about bringing you on as a partner. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll do some badass sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> so they were, they were like, uh, no, we want to do pizza. So Ben, Ben Hart, Ben Patillo, the, the proprietors, the the originators of the company, um, Ben Hart had been to this one place in Alaska. What we used to frequent was a microbrewery and pizza and beer, which was delicious. So that's kind of like the business model we emulated for that. Well, so this is 2000, late 2016 when this was talked about. So when it was proposed, so then they're like, well, i got to get good on pizza. So every Sunday at my house was pizza day. I'd have different kinds of doughs and all that kind of stuff. Barbecue grill, we burnt so many grills up. But we have a pizza stone on top, <laughs> pizza stone on bottom, and we just fire pizzas all day. Yeah. We had a crust bucket. The dogs loved it. We'd have like 15, 16 people at the house in critique forms, and they take a bite, write it down, and that was the process to getting where we were. One time my dad's visiting, and I got all these people over. We think we got all the recipes narrowed down my dad's in in the kitchen he's like why the fuck are all these people saying bad things about your pizza i said no this is the trial and error yeah and he was so pissed off until i told him about that but then we launched the pizza place in 2000 like august 2017 and it's just been gangbusters ever since yeah lots of trials and tribulations as well to follow
0: yeah i feel like well i just feel like and you guys like developing that taste so you 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 did a lot. You've done a lot of things with bread, (laughs) you know. Like like you've done a lot of things with bread. I don't eat bread, man. Uh, I love bread, but it don't like me. So gluten doesn't like me. But you guys have like amazing cauliflower pizza too, which is fucking phenomenal. Yes, it's phenomenal. How did you come up with that? Because I've had a lot of fucking cauliflower crust that tastes like asshole. So (laughs) we attempted making it. We have a hundred and twenty quart
1: mixer, big boy spiral mixer. So got this great idea I'm gonna go ahead and make my own cauliflower crust yeah save money the stench from cauliflower you could imagine <laughs> so it was like at that point we're like no so we had a good recipe we liked yeah and outsourced it so it's nice so you us. don't have
0: to right but you don't have to do it in-house and, and you see the all that, kitchen yeah. there it yeah. is
1: itty bitty you yeah. gotta go outside to change your mind yeah <laughs> So um, at that point like when we started growing my youngest daughter she helped me start the pizza place excuse me so we hired a whole bunch of kids from airline it was like high school reunion pretty much yeah herding cats and then we just we just made it work first night we opened up we sold 100 pizzas we're like we're gonna be fucking rich
0: (laughs) no we gotta pay food bill yeah yeah and then and then you also have the wings man like i hear again like i don't eat fried stuff either so like your shit is not fried. No, it's Like anytime, baked. yeah, right. Anytime you hear anybody say anything about wings, you think fried, covered in sauce. Right. You have wings that are, you can get them loaded with sauce, but you also have a dry rub and they're all baked. Yeah. And they're not covered with breading. No, which, which I don't is like the bread. Right, which is amazing. So it's like, I can go there and eat and not a pizza. Like tea. I can go there and have wings, which I normally do like every week. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I feel great. Like I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm eating everything that, you know, this is what you want to eat. Like you're drinking beer, you eat yeah. wings, you eat and pizza, you're but I'm not, yeah, I'm not bloated. I'm not, you know, I don't have that unhealthy feeling like, and <laughs> that's so rare to me because I've been all over the country and eating a lot of places and it's hard to find somewhere where you can get, everything's all encompassed, right. you know what I mean? And you guys, dude, you have great beer. You have awesome, you, I love fucking, like everyone knows I like tequila, but I yeah. do like a really good margarita. You guys have a margarita on tap. Yes, like, where the fucking, where <laughs> the fuck can you go where you get a margarita and you just walk up to the tap and pour it and it's it's legit. Yeah, I like to add a little more tequila in mine just cause right. I like a, I like a heavy pour. But like as far as the taste, it's on point. Like I just I feel like everything you guys are doing is dialed in. You know, and consistent. Yeah. Well, does that so how does that how does it work when I, when I talk about the bread thing? Like so, you got into making sandwiches and you, you had the wooden spoon, which is very successful. It seemed that way. You know, you did it for a while. And um, everyone always talked about it and you, it was, your sandwiches are out of this world. That's what I'll ever heard. And then like transitioning from that business model to doing a different, I feel like your entire customer base has changed too, right? It has. Yeah.
1: So when I retired after 23 years, I was like, nah, I don't want a real job. Yeah. So I'm gonna go work with the wife because she bought it
0: right as when I met you. And um, I know that's been, dude, that's probably what? 20- Seven, 2014. Yeah, something like that. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, It had to be 2015. 2015, okay. Probably, because we were just starting.
1: Yeah, 2015. And I was demilitarizing. Yeah. So my poor wife, I'm surprised she didn't kill me. (laughs) But it was like you work with your wife all day and go home when you talk about nothing because you were there all day. Yeah. So I had to work through a lot of mental issues. Like, it was weird. Because once you get out of the Air Force or the military in general, you don't have no one taking care. of. Oh, you gotta go to appointment, this, that, whatever. So I had to do a lot of soul searching to reinvent myself. Yeah. And once that happened, I mean, it just—I got on the right right mindset to do what I need to do. Yeah. And uh, always evolving. But sorry, I went off a tangent. No, you're there.
0: good, dude. Like that's what, that's <laughs> what this thing's about. We got plenty of time to do that for sure today. But I think that um, no, I think that I think it's just cool what you guys are doing. We talk about military. So how long were you in the military? 23. 23 years. And you were and you started in Florida mm-hmm. and you moved you said to Alaska. Alaska and then here. And then here. So, so, so three
1: bases. Everyone's going to laugh, but it was my career field I was in. Yeah. That it locked me down.
0: Right. So um everyone laughed why? because they typically would move more. Yeah. yeah. That's what you see a lot, like every two or three years someone yeah. they're going somewhere else. But it depends on so you were just in aviation and what were you doing in aviation? Jet engines. Jet engines. So that like is, mechanics? Yes. Okay, cool. So you covered can, in jet fuel, okay. oil, twenty four seven. Right. So you're gearhead. Yeah. I mean that's what I'm talking about. You like to cook in your gearhead. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Alaska, tell me about Alaska because I've never been I know some people I've had some people on the podcast that are um Tana Grinda and her husband, they they actually live they're implants, they live in Alaska now. And they actually, they're in uh, Bristol Bay, mm-hmm. and they fly to hunt. Yeah. So they'll take their little plane and fly shoot a fucking moose. and then Yeah. <laughs> like field dress it and put it in the plane and fly it back. Yeah, some wild shit. Hopefully but yeah, on one trip. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's more than one. I don't know. But yeah. So tell me about Alaska, man. So that, that when we moved up there,
1: um, never seen snow in my life. Okay. Floridian for 31 years. Yeah. So drove up there, middle of winter, Pulling my 69 Camaro, just got painted. That thing got destroyed all the way up there,
0: oh. rock chips. But
1: get up there, and houses were ridiculous. Like, it was just astronomical compared to the States. So we get a house, we move into this, got my neighbor, Barry. He was Mr. Alaska. Not in a weightlifting sense, but knew everything, the ins and outs. Right. And that was like the best tour guide for eight and a half years. First time I rode a snow machine, middle of summer, hot at 70 degrees across the lake. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And uh, it was just, the fishing was unreal. The winters after Christmas, you're like, all right, you can go away now. Yeah. Because it's like a high of two
0: degrees for like a week. And, that, and everyone says this. Everyone always says this too. It's like it's a different cold. It's a dry cold. It's not a wet. It's still cold as fuck. Oh, man. that snow we
1: had here yeah.
0: a couple years ago. Yeah. that was like normal. Right. I was in heaven. Right. Then it melted and I was happier. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a, you're a, you like the heat? You like the sun? Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I just I've I heard a lot of things about Alaska. I've always wanted. De- we're definitely going to visit. Hopefully in the next couple years. But like, um, it's just a different world. It is. Like, so what were you guys doing up there? Like is that just you? there's station there, and you just were taking care of those. I mean, is that like a is that like a jump zone? Like they're stationed. You have they're stationed there, so they can reach somewhere else. Not really. Quicker. How's that work? Well, like, yes, because yeah. you got
1: your your your
0: top coverage. So right.
1: you want to fly from here to here,
0: you go over there, and it cuts
1: the distance right. Out. So strategically, makes sense. Okay, cool,
0: but. I'm a beer and pizza guy now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, let's get on some of this tequila, man, Mm -hmm. if you want some. Yeah. All right, so beer and pizza. We'll go back to that. All right. What's your favorite beer? Style-wise, it is a Hefeweizen. Okay. I don't know shit about beer, so educate me.
1: So... Say your Blue Moons. Yeah. That style of beer where Blue Moon's very Americanized. <clears throat> um, it's more clovey, more banana kind of notes to it. Mm-hmm. And real thick. Not real thick, but I guess like, like your hazy IPAs, that kind of consistency of thickness.
0: Okay. Now... Or cloudiness, let's say that. I'm not... I don't know why I'm not a fan of beer. I think when I drink, like I used to drink beer in high school, like everyone did, you know, I guess, but like, and drink whatever you get your hands on. And I preferred like a Bud Light or something like that. Um, And as I got older and and your guys is one of the first breweries around. We're at here and um, like trying stuff like that. Like I just, I can't drink something that's really, really hoppy. As soon as I put it in my mouth, I immediately get like acid reflux and heartburn. Yes. Boom. Like immediately. So it, it, Throw, and it's just my build it just is what it is I, so I always when I hear people talk about that I'm just like oh fuck I can't drink that shit you know but I have had some barrel aged like tequila barrel aged beers Smooth. that were amazing the real dark I would never drink a dark beer but I, something happens when they're in that barrel to makes it where I can actually ingest right. it and enjoy it and I don't know what it is but it's the same thing for tequila too <laughs> cheers sir cheers brother shooting the whole thing mm-mm we'll sip this stuff it's good mm-hmm. we'll sip it <laughs> But it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. really good. Yeah. So uh, Chase Generones, I can't say it, but anyways. Um, yeah. You guys so. listen to Tequila Talk if you want to hear correct pronunciation yes. of that. <laughs> when Jose's here. <laughs> yeah, when Jose and Ben are here, they can. But um but yeah, man, so like um you're, that's your favorite style of beer. And what what so what is distinct about you guys versus any other brewery when it comes to your beer? Um you know, when I was in Alaska, not to go back to that. No, let's do it. I love I talking went, about it. I
1: went to IPA. I, I took it to the max. Like, the most
0: hoppiest beer you can. What year was this? This is from 2003 to 11. So, this is not... Breweries aren't prevalent yet. Not here. Right. Not, not where we're Up, up there, at, not, where you yeah. could
1: be on a snowmobile, and there's a little bed and breakfast on the side of the river. They got a little microbrewery. Oh, really? Okay. So, it's some, they were everywhere up there. Gas stations had growler fills. Okay. Okay. So, it was very it was a good atmosphere to be in or a good environment to be in if you're a beer person. Yeah. So it was real support everyone
0: homebrewed up there. Okay.
1: And then I started when I got down here.
0: Okay. So what what did you say what would you say that sorry I didn't go off there, but what did you say about like yours, what separates you guys or what makes you different? So I think our beer, we're not hop heads.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like sometimes I do want an IPA, but and you'll have to s- explain to some people who have no clue what you're talking about. What's an IPA? So, India Pale Ale. Okay. So, the history on that is when Britain, England, whatever you want to call it, was going down to India, they'd have to cross the Horn of, or go down to South Africa, where their beers were spoiling. So, hops are a natural preservative. Mm-hmm. And they would. Hopped the beer up so it would make it all the way to India. Okay, and that's where that
0: style. I always wondered why they said Indian Pale Ale. So that makes sense. Okay, so that's where it came
1: from. Okay, Okay. so it's there's so many beer styles. It's not even funny. Yeah, new beer styles every day. Yeah, but back to like what makes our beer different. I would say it's more, and we just got a, a variety. When we got your hops covered, we got your
0: dark beers covered. We got your light beers covered. Like so if someone You have a you have a really good selection of light beers and yeah. you always have like a good couple of ciders too. Yes. Which I think is great and because our souring programs pretty decent yeah. as well. Explain how that works cuz I have
1: no clue. Um I'm not the souring guy. You're not the sour guy. <laughs> but like after after I got off of um IPAs I started going down the sour track. Yeah. And that's you can only drink a little bit cuz you're going to get heartburn.
0: Yeah. For, for me <laughs> at least at level 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, now I just think it's interesting how you you, you have a wide selection, but you al- always seem to like a lot of times you go to a brewery, and you just can't drink anything. Like you'll get a flight, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try everything. Because that's what right. most people do if they're yeah. running around hopping breweries, and they'll have a flight, and you know they'll find that one beer in there that's tolerable, but it may not be something that. What I always think people make the mistake of is they walk in thinking that it's going to be something like this is the worst too in this area. They're looking for something like a Miller Lite or, mm-hmm. or you know, Michelob Ultra. Yeah, you're not gonna, not necessarily find that in a craft beer. It's, no, it's you're gonna have a distinctive taste that's different. But I feel like you guys have a well-rounded, you know, artillery basically and of what and you it, and can it offer works yeah. for us. Yeah. Because say
1: the the one of the biggest reasons we got out of the distribution in the early days and converted to a restaurant. So you don't like beer. Yeah. Say he don't like beer. Well, we got you covered. Because yeah. now we have a full bar. Yeah. We're not seen as a brewery as far as a distribution brewery. So we have options we can give you. Or if you're
0: gluten-free, we have ciders. You know, That's another thing that's extremely important because I am. So like even if I do want to have a beer, I will. But it's going to make me feel like shit because I'm pretty much at this stage of my life, no, I'm gluten intolerant. I probably right. have been my whole life. And any illness I've had probably has been associated to me taking it in my whole life. Right. So, like, now I don't want to have anything with it in it if I can help it because it's going to make me feel like shit. Yeah, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. So, like, having a cider or something that doesn't have any association of, you know, their, you know, wheat, barley, any of that stuff, it makes it just like, okay, nice. I can have something and it looks like I'm drinking a beer maybe with everybody. There <laughs> you, know,
1: you go. <laughs> well, sometimes around, like, if I'm there at nighttime visiting customers, I'll just get, like, a, a lowball. Yeah. salt the rim glass water and a lime and it looks like i'm playing the
0: part yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'm functional the whole night yeah when, when i'm talking to customers yeah man i think that uh no, i just like that the thing the thing with the brewery is like in we're so right now we're in the east bank um we're sitting right over Bayou Axe throwing and, and this, you know, all the guys down here have been, you know. It is exploded. Amazing. it is exploded. And But you guys were the first one down here. Yeah. You were the first well, one. Well, Little tayanos was.
1: But right, right. But were you were the first
0: one that kind of started the modern, the moder, modernizing this block. And then, you know, thanks to Bo and them for letting us, you know, have this place here now and, and what they've done and just all you guys being able to work together. That's what's so exciting to me is like for the longest time being in marketing in the industry I'm in. Every time you hear something, it's, well, so-and-so is my competition. I don't want to do this. You don't have competition. You don't. The great thing about it is you work well with everyone mm-hmm. because you know that if someone's doing well, if your neighbor's doing well, you're going to do well. Yeah. But if you try to, like, fuck with your neighbor the whole time and, you no. know, decriminalize them, then it's it's going to be negative on you. It like, is
1: never. That's that's the one thing that is so unique because it's, it's funny, like, say, BoJack's... Um, Missing link Key Mexico, even me when I had the wooden spoon, we all started running the roads, yeah, pretty much in a food truck style situation, and now everyone has a brick and mortar, yeah, and how many town cities that have you seen that happen to where everyone is thriving successfully yeah and it's it's
0: weird, it's like an anomaly, yeah, you like you all remember where you come from in the sense that you know we all. this shit didn't happen overnight there's been a massive transformation and that you're all still working together it's somehow you know whether it be you know hey that's my neighbor go down here if you want that go see them if you want that that's kind of like the thing like i was talking to bo uh man it's probably man it's probably six or eight months ago and bo's like you know i never had their damn wings down here i just had them tonight and they were great i was like i know fucking that's all Mm -hmm. i eat down here you know what i mean like and it's just like if you were in any other scenario, especially in business, no well, one would think it's competition. Yeah, someone would never say that because they would think they're they're a threat when they're right. not. You know, everyone cohesively helps each other here. So you guys are growing. Yes. So let's talk about that because you have <laughs> you guys have a new location. So right now we're in uh, Bozar City, Louisiana. You guys just opened a new location a little over a year ago in West West Monroe. Monroe. And then you just bought another brewery in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Right. And then you're working on other things. I don't know if we can talk about that here. Yeah, we can talk talk about about it. Let's talk about all of it. So uh, tell tell me the transition. Let's go from... Let's
1: say... I'm not going to beat the COVID crap up any... Yeah. But during that time frame, we went to a Mardi Gras, went to go check out West Monroe. We're looking just to put her feet somewhere else, get her feet wet. And went down to West Monroe. They got a whole neat antique alley. Yeah. And I was like... all. All of us went down there, and we're just like, man, this is badass. So we're looking at land, looking at buildings, and it was like we saw this plot of land right on the river. And met the mayor was out there that day, and then we went and met with the mayor a week later or something. And they got a big old whiteboard, and it's like what they want to do, their little spreadsheet, whatever, not. And at top of it was brewery. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is where we're going. Yep. So we built that place from the ground up.
0: And Benji Doom is good friend of mine. Oh, your your contractor—that's my boy, man. He That's did us boy. right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. then uh, we got educated real quickly on our capabilities and our stamina. Yeah. Building a brewery from the ground up, and um, we went high tech on that kitchen. Everything state of the art, efficient. I mean, less people, more product. I mean, it's crazy. And then one day, that well, was January. Um, People from Cane River came and talked to us. We thought it was a consulting gig. And they said, no, we want to turn it into a flying heart. And we we're like, that was not in our plan. Yeah. So got the ball rolling probably March, built out a whole kitchen, and made this turn it into a, a legitimate restaurant because before it was just a It
0: was just a brewery. Like happened? other, yeah, like yeah. which which is awesome. They're great. But, but for that area, I think it's amazing what you guys, we were talking about that earlier too, like you guys being – There, it, I think it was the right move, right? Because they, they came out of, they built the brewery and then it wasn't sustainable apparently, or it was, but you know, saw better options. And then you come in and bring your model, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just saying, okay, jumping into a market without knowing anything, you're stepping into market says, okay, here's how many, you know, here's what our capabilities are, this is what we can brew. Um, and then, you know, turning your business model and, you know, basically, Implanting your business model Truth into proof of concept. Right, right, exactly, and I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome for that area. That area, it's so funny. <clears throat> that area is very historical to this state. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, everyone knows that's in c- it, central Louisiana. I wouldn't say South Louisiana, but central Louisiana, North Louisiana knows Natchitoches, Louisiana right. for for just the festivities of what they do around the holidays and stuff like that. And then uh, films being, you know and then film there and then like um the historical district and all that like they love that little town but that town has not grown that town has not grown in 20 years it's kind of stagnant right right but but it's it has amazing culture yes and so i think it's awesome that you guys are you know moving there and kind of you know highlighting what you have for that area because i no one's done it it's like the same thing's been there same people been there. they're doing the same things they're slowly growing but i feel like the population was like x amount 30 years ago and I look, And the only reason why I'm saying this is because I looked at starting to do some work down there and we went and did an event down there one time and we didn't have that great of a result because we didn't know a lot of people some of my family lives there but still like business wise we were like oh, I don't know if we should do anything down here but I was like well I'm going to take the chance and I started talking to the people and they're like we don't do anything because nobody comes I'm like well that's just the wrong mentality to have well, because build it they'll come right That's and, and that's what I think is great because I think that now you have something that a tap room is awesome, but what you have now is an area where people can come all day long. If yes. they want to just come, have lunch and leave, if they want to come and hang out and have a bar experience, if they want to kind of have a beer, lunch, or a yep. late lunch meeting, need to have a beer, business meeting, whatever it may be, or bring your family right. there for dinner. And it's the same thing for any of your areas, but at that, I think that location, more than anything, needed what you guys have to offer. And I think it's awesome. I just I get excited about talking about it because I grew up going down, my dad lives there and my stepmother... And I grew up going down there every other weekend, and I hated it. Because there was nothing to do. No. There was nothing to do. Walmart, like, Super One. That's it. And the thing is, like, a few restaurants, but they're, like, bar and grill. Like it, And then, I don't know, it just, like, there wasn't a lot to do. Like, now you have somewhere where you can go. You can go. The whole family can go and enjoy it on the weekends. Or, you know, like I said, multiple different. I'm I'm your salesman it, today. <laughs> like, I just. I just I, and it I think has it's parking. Exciting. Yeah, it has a shitload of parking. <laughs> it's like an old cotton gin or yeah. meal or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's. It was a, a feat for sure. Yeah. So, what do you guys, so what's next? Because I know you're looking at like possibly franchise. I don't know what y'all can talk about, but so, what, yeah, what's next? It's all on the table. Okay. But um,
1: looking at where breaking ground in Georgetown, Texas. Okay. And then Austin area a little bit north. Nice. And that's going to be our model for franchising. Okay. So, that's the direction we're headed. And basically, get that going, then look at Galveston. Then that'll be like the mailbox money store.
0: Yeah, well, see, Galveston's not. That's a very interesting. A lot of people don't talk about that area. That's a great area. It is. because a, a great, lot of people go there, but a lot of people don't talk about that in, in the industry you're in. Like, I don't ever hear like, "Oh, I'm going to go start a business there." But I think that's an amazing thing to bring up because it is a good area. It's a good. Right. You can go drive on the beach. You can hang yeah. out. It's a good time. Um, it's not a Gulf Shores, but it's no, a, it is not. But but it's a still a, a huge tourist attraction. Yeah. Um And there's plenty of you know Airbnbs down there. It's it's a great area, and a lot of people in that you know Houston area and all that. That's a place they go to travel. Their little escape. Yeah, it's kind of like our Gulf Shores here, yeah. like basically. But I mean, it's what? It's only like three and a half hours from here, right? Four About hours. Four, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's actually closer. Yeah. Um I like it, dude. To have it's been years since I've been down there, but I think that's a great move for y'all. So that's that's down the road. Yeah. Once once
1: we get Georgetown built, then okay. we'll start entertaining that one.
0: Yeah. And uh well, so how does that market differ for this one? Like Austin's an extremely different market than here. Yeah. So I'm what have do you guys get right? my vegan game? Up and <laughs> that's strong. what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. So I, we got to take it back to food here because, like, what you're doing here is great and everyone loves it. You're you're mixing it things up. You got like you have like a uh, all vegetable pizza, of course, and then you have things like the cauliflower crust and stuff like that. But that's an extremely progressive area in Texas. And so you're gonna to have to change your game up a little bit. Yeah, totally different palette. Yeah. I mean
1: that's a lot of barbecue lovers though. It is a lot of barbecue lovers. Where I'm I'm excited about that because I get to showcase what I like to do. Yeah. To where, you know, pepperoni pizza, that that's our mainstay. That's a lot of our sales out of a pepperoni. Right. But I want something different. Yeah. Like this month, well starting tomorrow, started a Euro pizza. Okay. So like tzatziki on the, for the base, gyro meat, onions, um, very thinly cut cucumbers, feta cheese, mozzarella, and tomatoes. My wife's going to love that shit. We're it community. is. That is like one of the sexiest pizzas I've done. It's <laughs> so like I, I took a bite out of that. I'm like, fuck, this is good. <laughs> and then uh, we do another pizza called the Forget About It.
0: Yeah. So What's was, on that?
1: I was watching Goodfellas one night. Yeah. Like every night. <laughs> but uh, he's like F- fucking forget about it. I'm like, "All right, cool." So I'm like, "How could I make a pizza like that?" It's so like marinara, 18 slices of salami, 18 pepperoni, provolone, parmesan, black pepper, red pepper, and meatballs. And that that was a a, a test, and yeah. that ended up being crazy. Like yeah. people still ask for that. So we do that twice a year.
0: What I love is your carnitas oh, by that's, Jeff sexy too. that's my favorite. I get that and I had chicken. Yeah. That's where it's at. That's my, that's my little secret there. So. <laughs> so Jared Wilkinson, he had uh, come down and helped us with
1: that one. Yeah. When he was over at Chimmy V's, And like, we were doing collabs all the time when we had time. And then it turned into we were collabing every month with a different restaurant. But that was the one that stuck. That one in a brew Pal. Brie Pal. Brie Pal. Excuse me. Yeah. That was yeah. good. That was good. That was my daughter's creation.
0: Okay. Brie. <laughs> What's on that one?
1: Um, so basically, it's like a Hawaiian pizza on crack. Okay, <laughs> red, I had chicken in that one too. By the way, yeah. So the pulled pork, which we do in house, Cuban style, um, pineapple, onions, finished off with cilantro, coriander, and a little bit of cumin. So that just takes that normal Hawaiian pizza and makes it good. I think. Yeah.
0: No, I think too. I think that just the just having the pineapple and the the ham is, or the you know the pork is just not like we can add a few more little things to it it's and make basic. it pop. You know. So, what do you do? Like, you, you're saying you're prepping, you know, and, and testing all these pizzas out. Like, what was something that you came up with that you wish made it but didn't, but you loved? Uh, so many. Oh, man, come on. Um, one that sticks I did, out, though. I did one. It was called, what the fuck was it called? The Cherry Bomb.
1: Okay. So, you ever heard of do Peppers? Yeah, yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. So, we did that on the pizza. I forgot what meat we did. Fresh vegetables. It flopped. Really? Because it... I, I think you could have pulled that off in Austin, right? It would have. That's
0: where it's going to be busters. interesting. That's where it's going to be interesting. So, do you have a lot of test subjects that you can bring back for that, or, or what are you going to do? Are you going to take your same menu and implant it? Or are you We're going to
1: have the basic menu, okay, and then we'll we'll read the crowd how it's going, and always always have a side menu, right, to where you can execute, you know, that town's flavor, that city's flavor, yeah, and make it work.
0: You think you are going to have to do that for every area, like as uh, you grow? Yeah, because you there's eat. things you want in certain areas when you visit it and you're a tourist and you go somewhere yeah. there's a flavor there that you experience right yeah it's like when you go to mexico you expect a certain type of food right when you go to new orleans you're going to go eat the beignets and you're going to have some cheap you know shrimp and grits you're going to have those things so like i mean i feel like you would want to do that right well in natchitoches when we meat pies we did a meat pie pizza <laughs> did you oh shit That is legit. Out. really how would you do that how did you do that That's so we basic. just got the mini- I feel like you just make a calzone
1: <laughs> like oh yeah so we just got the mini <laughs> meat pies yeah and then a, a nice tarty creamy base um little sweet Asian on it feta American cheddar and mozzarella and some reason that pizza just took off really and it was just who the fuck thinks of this shit yeah I did on the way home that night from our first meeting <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all test it here first? Or you just rolled it out we there, just dude. Went so, you haven't even done it here? No. Well, we just re ovened here. So, okay. this the ovens we used to have, they they couldn't keep up. Gotcha. So, we can only put 30 pizzas and, well, 15 per deck at a time. Right. Which that was our bottleneck. So, we went more of an efficient route with new ovens. So, now we can just turn
0: them. And, like, so how does that work now how many are you spitting out in an hour like would you say oh that thing will do 200 an hour that's insane man that's a lot of fucking pizza <laughs> and wings too that's what's amazing to me is those things are done quick mm-hmm. like and, if, and, and they're good man they're not too dried out yeah that's another thing I, I guess we're just gonna talk about food this whole time I don't care I don't <laughs> but care like,
1: that's all I love I but
0: love like I feel like that I'm, I'm the biggest foodie ever which I critique my own shit so I do a lot of barbecue you've had some up we talked about it but, like, I, I'm my biggest – well, my kids now and my wife are my biggest critic. But, like, I don't know if you have that same thing. But like as I'm you, my worst. Well, critics. as you give them – you cook for them all the time, they're going to tell you this was better than that. Right. Right? And you're like, shit, okay. And, of course, you're taking notes, And you're questioning right? – yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And you're questioning yourself. Like, you're like, okay. But I mean, I'm my own worst, like, critic because I, I'll make stuff and give it to the neighbors. And I realize – I'm like – that wasn't the best thing I've done, but it tasted pretty good. But I'm not giving that to anybody. Would they else. know? Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, don't beat yourself up. It's great." I was like, "Bullshit. It's not what you know. It's not how I wanted to do it." But like, I feel like it's important though. I think it's important that you like. Where I was going with that is, I'm a I'm a big foodie, but I'm I'm try to be health conscious. So like, mm-hmm. my attack to anything is trying to make something a little bit better for my palate. Like um, health wise, so like I always looked at growing up. I knew how my mom cooked, and I was like, it was not healthy. When I go over there, like that was the culture. Yeah, when I go over there now, it's not healthy. But like I took a lot of those growing up eating that way. I took that and kind of adjusted those recipes, like everybody loves fried deer steak. Well, I make it different now. I yeah. use like a coconut oil and I use like an almond flour and I pan sear it instead of yep. deep frying it in flour and you know, canola oil and it's still amazing and it tastes great. And then I make it uh, instead of making a flowery gravy, I make like a, I take a coconut flour and a coconut oil right. and I make a sweet gravy, just like you would do like a flour gravy with some sugar in it. So it's the same concept, but I'm just adjusting the things for, I know what this is better, but I grew up and it was amazing. But now it's like, I can't eat anything that's horrible or all I taste is horrible. Like I just, it's weird. Like, but I I like what you guys are doing. Like, I think that you have even, even stuff that I would consider not in my range of, you know, consumption is still very good. Like this, you guys are making like different. Yes. Different. It's light. Like you go eat pizza somewhere else and you're like, Oh yeah, you pay for it. You know, like, yeah. Well, like you're talking there with the lightness. Like me
1: personally, I like dry rubs. Oh, yeah, me too. I love that. rubs. So one day I was just, I had some old days. This day is that cheddar.
0: I love that shit, dude. Oh, my just, God. How'd you come up with that? Cheers <laughs> 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 to that, sir. <laughs>
1: yes. But um, the, 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 the dry rub, so I started messing around with that. Yeah. I had a friend help me with that. Got it going. We had it mass produced it's for consistency purposes. Right. So now, like you get it, this
0: store, this store, this store—it's it's all, all the same. same yeah, but That's it's important. my recipe. That's important. That's important too. I, I, some people try to say, "Well, it's great to do stuff. Everything's uh, whole food, in-house, fresh." Yeah, man. But like, you have to be efficient. Yeah, you're still running a business, so it's like, oh, how do I make you'll this? Bills, I and payroll, trying right. to do all that. For right. right. How do I make this as efficient as possible and still taste and be consistent, mm-hmm. basically? And that's important. I think that is interesting. But we were talking about something before I cut you off on the, on the wings. Dry I'll roast. Cut you oh, you talking about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, um, your dough. So how did you come up with that? So that Because your dough is very even, – even the gluten-based dough is very light. Right. And It's not filling. No. Not, no. not to say that in a bad way, but no, it's, you no, can you're digest gonna get, it. You're going to feel, yeah. But you can it doesn't, digest it. It doesn't taste like I ate a fucking Domino's. It burns like, clean. Full of, yeah, full of preservatives. So in the, the pizza community,
1: so getting up to the pizza part – Doing some research and there's a a pizza expo in Las Vegas. Like fifteen to twenty thousand attendees. Damn. Like where they do the SEMA show. But yeah. that's all freaking pizza. Right. Ooh. And equipment, all that. And I get chills thinking about it because it's fucking badass. <laughs> but um I went there and you know, like this, it, this just pure R and D research and development. Yes. You're like, I'm okay, cool. And then I'm talking to the big boys in pizza. Yeah. And like hey I'm trying to do this that my dough's doing this and it's like, oh man, here's my number give me a call I have questions I call them yeah just this that that whatever and the biggest thing is is proofing it so your yeast and your dough is alive right so once say you get a you go to a place and you have the dough made that last the night before or that day and you're eating a lot of yeast yeah well that's still. Working in your stomach, right? To where if you proof that out, your dough comes out so much better. I mean, you're you're going to to spread that dough out, and it's just like silk. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Sorry, that's my passion.
0: No, that's cool. No, I want to talk about uh, that because I know nothing about that. I've only made like a handful of handmade pizzas in my life, and they weren't great. You know, I just try to make some flourless dough out of other things like cauliflower, which is horrible. It's horrible. It tastes like shit. Oh, it doesn't taste like shit. The whole process smells like shit, mm-hmm. and then how I did it, it didn't taste great. And I realized using the um, the coconut flour. I did a coconut flour one, which was great. It had a little bit of sweet. You know, it has that little sweet on it. But the almond flour, or is it the rice flour? One of them was really complicated to work with. I can't remember which one it was. I haven't even been entertained. Yeah, try that, yet. that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But uh, the almond flour, I think, is the hardest. But I, anyways, yeah, I think um, I think it's important to to know these things because there's so many people that. They're just like, oh, that's just whatever. Like you're not just putting a pre made pizza in the oven. No. Right. Oh gosh, no. These things so are handmade. Work right. These things are handmade. And the recipes you've came up with and everyone's tested and said this works, this is good. And damn, so you're at so what what else is it? This I didn't know they had a national pizza convention. Yeah, like, so you go to what's this the thing called? The Pizza Expo. The Pizza Expo. So straight up. went there. And so like are big players there too? Big oh, like your big boys are there too. Big boys are there too. But that, most of it's all the mom and pops, which like is our place, which is awesome, which that's
1: so they got like all these meet and greets after the expos over that in, in the evenings. And it's like, you just sit there and bullshit with people in the industry. Hey, what are your problems? What are my problems? Da, yeah. da, 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 and you just, it's kind of like going to a bar. Right. The whole world would be so much better if everyone went to a bar and talked.
0: <laughs> Get off your I goddamn
1: agree. phones and freaking yeah, talk. I agree. And, um. Uh, I learned so much, like, how to make my sauce. YouTube, the biggest help ever. Really? So YouTube. Oh, man. Just refining my sauce. Like, our sauce is so simple that it's simply good.
0: Did you, so you went too too extra at first and you had to tone it down? So, like,
1: I don't like a, I don't like heartburn. Me either. So a lot of sauces have tomato paste. Right. In it.
0: A lot of tomato paste is extremely acidic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's so like dark red. Yep. No, I want that nice bright red. Okay. So like so you just use Roma tomatoes, salt, oil, and basil. That's really it. that's it. Let the oven cook it. Don't right. cook it before. Right. Then it breaks down. You're not
0: dealing with the, like a sauce that you're stirring yeah. that's real thick. Freaking. We're not red talking gravy. about like a. We're not talking about <laughs> a sweet Italian.
1: Yeah. Recipe. Yeah. But mine's more. My sauce is more like a. Anopoly style sauce. Yeah. Like your traditional, like from Italy. And I love that sauce. Yeah. Just simple, 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 simple.
0: So when they approached you with pizza, they said, This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We want to do this with you, but we want pizza. Had you done some pizza there at all? Negative. So they just said, Hopefully, if this guy can make sandwiches, he can make pizza. Yeah. They, <laughs> Did they, you they, freak the fuck out? He's like, Oh, oh shit. Like, so they, they
1: came <laughs> to my house. We're all just hanging out, drinking beer. Everyone's wives over, and we're just bullshit and yeah they brought it up i'm like looked at my wife i'm like what the fuck (laughs) this is real so then we i mean that was my job yeah i quit working with the wife and then just worked on refining the recipes yeah and then got it to where it is now i'm very happy you're never going to be finished with your quest
0: right you're always looking to improve what do you think uh what do you like, I feel like you have the model down, like you guys do. Are you going to add anything here? Are you like, Are you doing any – are you all doing anything – like, do you do, like, signature desserts or anything like that? Yes. What do you do? So – You um, want any more of this are you oh, good? fuck yeah. yeah it's good. We're yet. in West Monroe. I was there this weekend
1: – well, yesterday and today. And um, we got a couple chefy guys there. So, we, we wanted to go off the cusp and make something. So, we did, like, a blueberry compote. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I can't get this flavor right. I'm like, you know what you need? He's like, What, what? is that? A just blue- like, you, you com- take the blueberries, add some sugar to it, boil it down. Okay. And it makes a sauce. Okay. So I'm like, you know what you need in that? And he's like, what? I'm like, black fucking pepper. Really? Because that'll just get that, where the hell did that spice come from? But it yeah. just blends and add a little bit of orange to it. Simple to make, sexy as hell. Mm. Mm. And then, uh, that we uh, that's our monthly thing. We do a monthly beer, pizza, and a dessert. Yeah. So, we try to adjust to the palate of each area. Right. So we don't want to over be too complex. Right. To where everyone's like, I've never heard of that. I don't like it.
0: Right. Cause you're going to right, have some areas where like, they're like, okay, this is, this is a little fruit fruit for me. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. I mean, you know that term, but like some people say that like, eh, it's a little much for me, you know, a little, you know, a little dainty, you know, whatever. But no, I think that's I think that's very important. I think it is like you're going to have a model that works, but you know, making those small adjustments in each demographic to tailor to those people, right? Because experience is experience, right? You just got to make the yeah, and you save it up, and oh, what's next month? Boop, hit it up on Excel, and there you go. Yeah, and it's it's getting simpler, <laughs> yeah, easier. Well, at this point, you 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 guys have become like a, a this is a business model now. It's not just a startup. You know, no, what you mean? want to hear something messed up? What? Um. We were at Fuzzy's Taco the other day. I Haven't been there yet. Is it good? It's good. I know I've had it. It's a good hangout. I love hanging out there. I haven't been there. It's good. I saw a little spot. I told the wife. I was like, "We need to stop by there." I've seen them in Texas. Never been in Texas because I I like torches when I'm in Texas. I feel like, especially if you're close to Austin, like torches, where it's at. Like that's the good shit. But um, yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? Sorry. Um.
1: So talk. Just sitting there. No, it's with my dad so me and him do beers every day when I'm in town that's our thing I moved them up here from Daytona Beach nice what I've never seen
0: he wanted to to leave Daytona Beach no we moved them.
1: (laughs) got them a house right down the street from us but I've never had that parent time before because I was fucking gone right and uh, that's that's nice especially in this point of their lives where we're there for them how old are they Uh, 75
0: they're still going out and drinking
1: beers and hanging out that's what's up man that's awesome you gotta do it yeah and then, uh, so talking to this, just overhearing, you little know, Air Force kid. And he's like, yeah, I just got a tattoo last night. And his buddy's like, what'd you get? I got a flying heart tattoo on my ass. I'm like, so many people are, it's like this cult of getting flying, flying, flying heart, heart tattoos. tattoos. Like they're getting them on their fingers. And what the hell? I'm like, that's like, I don't know. I don't have any tattoos because <laughs> I'll change my mind 10 minutes later. But, um. It's just weird, like this cult following. Yeah, it's become. Well, you
0: have a you have a very. Um, I've noticed this, like your your crowds. It's very diverse during the day, mm-hmm. for lunch crowd. You have like your business people coming in eating lunch, and I haven't been there much on the weekends and evenings. But when I have been there, you have a you do have a signature demographic that comes there. Yeah, and that's like the only place they go. It is. It's weird. Yeah, it's. I, I appreciate. We were there Friday night. Had some
1: my buddies with us and we just sat in the corner and just watched watched the machine work. Yeah. And it was just like sitting back it's like wow, we created this. Yeah. And it was almost surreal. So I had about 6 beers and enjoyed the night. Hell yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's so much about the experience. Like if you have a if you have somewhere and that especially now it's like you have somewhere where you can go feel safe. That's the most important thing, especially in times we're in and where we're at. Yeah, Um, go somewhere, feel safe, have a good conversation, hang out with people you enjoy, and then have good food. Have good—that's another thing. Y'all have amazing service too. Thank you. Like, and this whole block, this whole block has been built on like. No, you're one hundred percent correct. Here's what I think. I think this is because I think everyone who started stuff up down here comes from the service industry at some point, like you did. We're only, but we're we're the only restaurant like. Like Bo and Peanut, they've worked the industry,
1: right? And the Bojacks guys, if anyone done not yeah. That. And they they have shed blood in the industry. Yeah. Where ben, Ben, and myself, we're not restaurant people, right? And it's it's odd because we we come at it at a different angle, yeah. than a lot of other places. So we don't have that corporate mindset, right? We're more. Family oriented like right. we take care of everybody.
0: Yeah. That's what I like. That's why I like I feel like the whole blocks like that. Like you said, is, Pino, they, they know they knew what they didn't they knew they didn't want to do it like the, the corporate right. places they worked in. You guys have all worked in corporate scenarios. You knew you didn't want it to be that way. And I think like you empower your employees, the culture's there. Everyone can hang out, have a good time. You know what I mean?
1: Well, like what was said in the beginning when we converted to a restaurant was we want to make a place that we want to hang out in.
0: Right. That's, yeah, that's a very good point. Or most ever people, dread going to work. Right. That's haven't a, had that problem. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, I was just having that conversation downstairs with Brayden. Like, if you're you love what you do, yeah. Like, double down on it. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Don't look for a grain of grass because if you're loving it and you're doing it the right way, why not keep doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in, a, in an environment where people respect you and they treat you well and they like you and you don't dread walking in the door. But there's so many people, they hate it, man. They hate what they do every day. I know. They hate to leave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's, it's hard, man. It really is. Like It's it's easy for us to say that, and people talk about that, but it is hard to do something. There's so much on someone's back, right? If they're in a the job where they're like, okay, I need to find a position, but I've been in this position so long, and I, in five years I can retire, But I had an offer, but it's scary because I don't have to change. It would be almost a lateral move, but the stress wouldn't be there. And I don't hate Karen that works with me there. You know, like in all these things, it's like, it is hard, man. It's hard to think about. I could see where so many people get complacent and they don't make
1: It's scary too. Yeah, it is scary. But It's scary to open up a business.
0: Here's the fucking thing. Like, you know, what's why it's scary? Because it's important. If it didn't scare you, you know what I mean. It's, it doesn't mean shit to you. It it's means something to you. It's the unknown. Yeah, it means something though. It's like this scares the shit out of you. It's probably because it means something to you. Right. You're, like if you don't give a shit, then you're not going to be scared. No, and you can you can go to restaurants. Not on this street, but you'll go to some restaurants, and you can tell they don't give a shit. Oh, dude, like you can go to most places. It's yeah. like the service is horrible. The you know the food's overpriced. Use your ticket, thanks. Yeah. Bye. yeah. The food's <laughs> overpriced. Like I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know man I have no problem Paying anyone Down here on this block 20% or more Anytime right. I'm getting served Whether it's a bartender Whether it's a, You know A $5 snack I don't give a shit What it is Like right. I have no problem I don't think I've ever Had a problem with that Anywhere else I Sometimes I have a problem With that Yeah like, I'm like Nah You know what I mean But you know I get it I get it Like People are in positions That they don't enjoy And they're just trying To make ends meet But like there, There's people There don't have to be There There are people Like you guys That are creating atmospheres where people enjoy going to.
1: Well, with that being said, like my favorite thing to do, you see me doing it when you're over. Yeah. I get a beer and talk to customers. Exactly.
0: And I think that's Hang very important. Out. It's kind of like that old school Italian restaurant feel. Right. You know, where you go to the old school Italian restaurant where the owner's there, he's been there Fucking 30 Guido's years there. Hey, and, it, the yeah. and then everyone knows him. It's like, <laughs> Hey man, everyone knows the old man, you know, that runs the place. And he talks to everybody and checks on I think that's extremely important. It is. I th- and it's It makes that connection. Yeah. I think it's important because, you're giving someone your money, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very entitled. They're like, I paid X amount for this, I deserve this. And in some ways you're right. You know what I mean? Like if you go somewhere and you pay for something, you expect some type of experience tied to that, right? Right. Right. Okay, so if you go to CC's Pizza and you get your three three you know pizzas what you're for ten dollars, you know what you're getting, yeah. right? But if you go somewhere, um and you're like, Okay, I'm gonna pay a little bit more, but I'm you know, I know what I'm getting for it. It's experiences, and and it's like, okay, all this went into this, you know, and I think that's important. I think people lose sight of that sometimes. You know what
1: I mean? Well, yeah. The funny thing is, like, you know, our pizzas, I think they're very reasonably priced for what they
0: are. Yeah, I don't even know what your prices are, but that's that's how I know they're, they're not too bad. Because yeah, if it, I would, it doesn't matter. I could tell you what a steak costs somewhere a that a kilo costs more. Than exactly. Pizza. Exactly. I can tell you someplace <laughs> and and the the value, you know, and the quality is in them, you know. That is really good. Tequila. It's good, isn't it? Like I feel like you guys have that on your shelf. I think I've had it there. Um, you need to check it out. It, but it's uh, this. Okay, so here's we're gonna get tequila nerdy on these. You've been on pizza nerd. Okay, so here's some few things I have. I'm still not the the you know aficionado, but I'm pretty pretty well versed in these. I've had quite a bit of tequila on this podcast and off this podcast. Um, an anejo, something that's aged in whiskey barrels, of course. It's you have a you have a um, blanco, which is your straight up silver. And you may know all these things. You have a reposado, which is a's short, okay. Know? And then you have a anejo, this a's at least a year, I believe, or longer. Well, then they triple filter it a lot of times with charcoal or something, and they make the anejo cristalino. And this shit right here, for some reason, I keep going back to. I love That's all tequilas, smooth. but it's something about you get that you get that barrel aged taste, but then it's so smooth, and yeah. it has like a it has those notes of like something sweet on the right? And it's like I'm now getting into whiskey. And see, I like whiskey, man, but whiskey doesn't like me. Well, it's learning how to drink it. Yeah. It's not that I'm not that that mad drunk or anything. It's just my stomach. I think it's something to do with the gluten thing over the years, you know, and how it's made— Tequila is my place. <laughs> I'm staying there. No, you know that's what, mean? what you like. <laughs> but no, it, it, whiskey, it's the same thing, man. There's there's so much that goes into these things that people don't realize. Oh, yeah. Like, people are just like, oh, I just want some Crown. That's fine. You know, and they have that recipe dialed in. It's been dialed in for 100 years, and it's great. You yep. know, if you like that little bit of that taste, and it's a little bit of sour, a little bit of sweet, you like that, cool. If you like that Tennessee mash, you like that, you know, yeah. I can't do it. I but like the Jack Daniels with the real sour. But, I mean, and tequila's like – my thing with tequila, I get aggravated with people. Is they're like, oh, I can't do tequila. I'm like, because you're oh, they're shoot- drinking well. Or you're shooting it. <laughs> or you're shooting it. Like, it tastes different. Enjoy if, it. If we were to shoot this, it would taste almost like we just took a shot of Patron. And I am downplay Patron. It's good tequila, but it's not as good as this stuff we're drinking. Yeah. And it's still a decently and surprised, you know, highly priced tequila. But when you have something like this and you can, like, sip it and enjoy the flavor. Yeah. Not enough people do that, man. No, I understand. Like, we. And y'all probably do that in the beer world, too. And I'm just not. I don't know anything about that. You can
1: get super beer nerdy on that. Like, we went, uh, Maker's Mark approached us, and we did our own blend of the staves for the whiskey barrel. Nice. We had our own Maker's Mark. So we got it at the place now. It says Maker's Mark, Flying Heart, um, batch one. So that was pretty neat to take something on like that. You awesome. a whole bunch of guys over. and see so y'all made a beer? No, it's, it's a Maker's Oh, it's a Maker's whiskey, Mark whiskey. And it's okay. flying hard on it. And it's the batch number. Have y'all drank all of it already? No, we we got another batch in. Oh, is, is it like <laughs> it's a high
0: shelf? You're charging like $20 yeah, a
1: glass for that. Yeah. But it's neat, like learning how to drink whiskey, you know, put the water, the couple cubes of ice in it, get the, the peat off the top. Yeah. If I'm saying it right, don't ridicule me. But just learning that process. It's yeah,
0: see, I think the some people with that. I think whiskey is better on ice. I think this shit is better just like this room temperature. Oh, I've pleasant. had it every way. I've had it on ice. I've had it with a little lime juice, whatever you. But I feel like just how it is at room temperature. Josh, I feel like you need some. You sure? <laughs> this sure? Do it. Get you. Get you. Hold on. I got a glass in here. I, I can't keep talking about how good this shit is, and I'm not sure. I don't think you've had this one. We haven't had it on the show. Really? No, we hadn't had this one. We had, okay. we had, we had a regular Neho We had an nho, but it wasn't. Chris Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Okay. You hear my yeah, you got the, he's got oh, the dialect there. He's got the. Di- <laughs> you need a little more. Or you good?
1: I'm gonna. I'll finish this up and catch All up right. with you. Okay.
0: Now well, we're gonna. I'm going I'm just gonna be my last hoorah. I still gotta work uh, out later. Okay. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's different. Yeah. yeah. It's different. It's good. So, but anyways funny thing like when i got stationed here
1: um there was no breweries at all so i started home brewing a lot and um, when
0: what year were you stationed here uh got here in
1: 11. okay and retired at 14. but okay. home brewing that was like every weekend everyone's coming over to the house and then um jeff peeper head brewer over at uh, red river now he helped me a couple other buddies james and countless people um we would just Brew beer, so started doing brew competitions. I never placed, but um, just made good, decent beer. Right, and like Seven Tap guys, they were home brewing. This well,
0: that's time. what I, that's what I think is interesting. Like, so you had the Red River Brewing guys; they were doing stuff at the house. You Seven Tap doing stuff at the house forever. Yeah, forever. They finally made their convert, which I'm so proud of them. And yeah. Jose's on here all the time with the tequila show. But like, and you guys, I didn't know y'all did that either. That's awesome. I think that's cool because it's it's cool to just see something transition. You know, you're not just doing it for a business, right? There's no, passion behind it. It's a hobby.
1: Yeah. But, like, the day wrecker. So that's that's what everyone talks about. Um, started out in my garage. It was funny. It was a nice, cool August day in Louisiana. <laughs> 98 degrees. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Humidity about it, 68%. Yeah, right. And uh, got my brew rig going, and I had a batch of day record made already, so we're just drinking on that, me and my neighbor across the street. And just, we're getting fucked up. And then... <laughs> making beer drinking beer in the garage hot as balls and his wife calls and he's go to take the kids to ball practice oh shit so she calls he gets up and he's like oh shit boom boom at this time the beer was like eight percent right drinks like a miller light and he stumbles across his wife calls like jeff what the fuck did you give him you wrecked his whole day <laughs> my wife looks at me, and it's like, ooh, that's called the day record now. Yeah. And then that's where that started from, and then we put it on a big system. The beer was never meant to be taken serious from the beginning, and it's become our best seller. What
0: is it? What's the percentage? Uh Ten two. 10 Shit. And it drinks like a Miller light. Uh-huh. That's the only one. It's I'm scary. I, yeah, because I you remember know, we had a meeting, and you know, had I two. I never really drink beer. Yeah. So that's why I, I feel like, like I need to try it, and I'll try it yeah. one day. Because it's, my thing is, if I'm going to drink a beer – I want this effect mm-hmm. this effect of tequila yeah, I want it quick I don't, wanna, I don't no, wanna pound, want to I don't want to pound 20 beers no, to be get this right I would rather have two two beers and be like shit yep that's what I noticed when they had that they did that beer Red River Brewing did that beer with the uh, whiskey oh, um, the, it was so Captain's good.
1: Porter I don't know what it was like but that. it was whiskey
0: based and it was like 12% and I had two of them some of bitches and I was like whoo shit mm-hmm. it was good though but somebody needs. To, I already talked to Jose about this. But somebody needs to do a, a tequila barrel man. Like I know they're aged in whiskey barrels, mm-hmm. but then you have the tequila flavor in there. If you take and you that and put that a beer one. in it and oh, brew that would it, be I know man. Somebody needs to do it. Let's figure out what style of beer to put with that. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know what I don't know what that flavor is. Like I don't know what that flavor would be. I know I've had the flavor of mixing like a Corona and tequila, but. The corona has got some on flavor, yeah, and too. and it
1: hasn't sat in the barrel for six right.
0: months either, aging out. So I'm thinking, like, you, you have a tequila that's set in a barrel for, say you had a Nejo barrel, which was already in a whiskey barrel, and it sits in there and ages, and you're like, shit. And so you got notes of a little bit of whiskey, but mostly the tequila, and it's like, that'd be interesting to me. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Y'all should do it. Somebody should do it. I already told Jose to do it. I don't know if he's doing it or not. <laughs> I've been telling him to do it for a year. If he's not going to do it, I'm y'all I'm sure do he it. has
1: a lot of free time. <laughs>
0: Mm. No, it's just a matter of that what he told me is it's a matter of getting barrels. Like it's just really hard to get like one barrel. You yeah. know what I mean? You apparently you have to get multiple, or how that or works? Or y'all do y'all do any whiskey barrel aged like beer or anything? Um, so that
1: Maker's Mark we did, yeah, uh, last year. Ben Harded put it in aged it out our uh, Milkmaid Stout, okay, and aged it out in that. Oh my god, it was
0: so fucking creamy. I mean, it was delicious. So what's the like, stout? Good mouthfeel. What's a stout? What is that? Dark beer. Dark beer. So like an IPA is your lighter beer. Yeah. Well you can do a you can do a black IPA. So what's the real IPA. hoppy one? So that's an IPA. That's an IPA, but it's just a real hoppy IPA. Yeah, so it's just the amount and the type of hops. Oh yeah, because it's the whole Indian parallel. You okay, can yeah, go it's neutral. it gotta hops, have hops in it. Okay.
1: Say like a like a normal just
0: everyday lager. Because I feel like every time I have one of those, it's like a grapefruit taste. Yeah. To me. That's what I always get. I'm like, and it tastes and like grapefruit. sometimes
1: I want an IPA and sometimes I don't. Yeah. I just I'm going to get, drink my little beers and get my boat and go.
0: And so the stout's the real, like, uh, what's that one? Me and Jared Bevel did a podcast fucking probably almost two years ago. You know, Jared from yeah. Red River. We did the um, Dragon's Milk. Oh. Is that a stout? Yes. Okay. I enjoyed Milk's it. Stout. I enjoyed it because it was really strong. Like, and so me and him shared a six pack and we got fucked up. Oh, yeah. Or a four pack. Or maybe we had two, four, I don't know. But we got half lit, you know, and I'm like, okay, I can do that, you know, but I just can't pound. That's why what, what's exciting to me well, about this. It's, the a, sipper. it's yeah. a
1: sipper, it's a sipper. You're
0: not drinking that like a Miller Lite. But how beer, we grew up, that's what I think. Like, right. people drink just drinking beer all day long, you know? That's yeah, so not like the right way to taste a beer. You get a nose of it, get, get what's going on in the beer,
1: put it down, exhale, and put a little bit on your tongue and breathe over it. That will let the flavor profile just burst in your mouth, and then you can see what the beer is about from the front end taste to the back end taste. Mm-hmm. And then that's like whenever I try a beer, it's it's a process. Like people looking at you, like, what the hell's wrong with you? And but that's how you know how the beer is going to be. And it's like once you taste a beer like that, next time you're over, we'll throw a couple in your face. Just take a little sip, yeah, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm willing to do that. I just can't pound them.
1: Yeah, old <laughs> <real> for that.
0: <laughs> oh man. So, what's, what's, what's brewing, man? What's next? What's next? Um, wife just sold her bakery. Okay. So, now so, I was going to ask about that. So, that was successful. For yeah, our, how long did y'all run with that? Y'all were uh, doing that a while. Uh, nine years. Nine years. And that was very successful. I mean, everyone knew. And took knew. it from a successful business to make a damn good living
1: business. Right. And we were at the point, it's like we were talking and it's like, well, our kids are gone. One lives in Savannah. One lives in Philly. And uh, it's like, what do we want to do next? Do we want to work the rest of our life? Do we, want to, do we want to be doing this when we're 60? Yeah. And she was like, finally wanted to sell it
0: and just live now. We're living. So it's sold. It's still here locally operating. Yep. That's cool. Well, congratulations to her, man. Cheers to her. Cheers. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember meeting you guys forever ago. And, um, oh, that's exciting. I had homebrew that day. You were sitting there. We were sitting in the back. Yes. I'd come up with the cilantro. Yeah, lime, you, were, beer. you were making. I, it's so crazy that I didn't put two and two together. I feel like I knew that, but I didn't put two and two together until today. Honestly, I didn't. I know I knew you from Fine Heart, but I couldn't remember that I knew you from yeah. there until you said it. I was like, holy shit, that was you because you, you had beer in the back and shit. And it was before oh, before that. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Cilantro and lime. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that beer sexy
0: <laughs> yeah man
1: have you done anything with that Um, that's our May beer ok so we'll do like a uh, a chorizo pizza poblano peppers oh corn, I fucking love poblanos with oh cheese God. on it a little when bit of do, lettuce on do, top. when do you do that
0: May for I've never had that it's crazy there's one someone else does one who's that other that does a a Pablo or something I don't what it was called I don't know what it is, but anyways, it's uh, Frank's. Frank's does yes. a a one that's uh, um, but still, man, Frank's is good. But like, I just like your your guys' stuff. It's lighter. I like for me, you know, it's just lighter. Like even like nothing against those guys. They have a great. I think they have a great model too, and I it's think it's a good. different style. Yes, of, different style. Like it's
1: more like more what I go for. I wanted to go for that style, right. but you know that's. A lot of Americans are like, well, that's not real pizza. Yeah. When that's the original pizza. Right. And like, we'll go to Frank's a lot. Yeah. Sit at the bar, relax, watch them make pizzas in front of you, and I just drink a couple beers and have a good time. Where American pizzas just morphed into this whole, what it is now. Yeah. And I try to keep the grassroots part of it and keep it pure and simple. And... Not the stuffed crust crap. And
0: yeah, I think it's important. Like, for me, I'm not the traditionalist when it comes to that. I like my shit piled high with meat. So anytime I order pizza from me anywhere, I'm like, extra meat, extra meat, extra meat. But, like, I like my shit to be like, you can't even hold it up. Right. It's got so much meat on it. And that's just because I like a lot of meat. Right. But, like, I still enjoy the taste of it. But I can honestly say, like, I don't think I would go anywhere else and want pizza because it's just it just fucking ruins me. It just ruins me. Like, I just can't do it. It stays with you for a while. Yeah. It, hold, it holds <laughs> on, especially me, man. I'm like, fuck, it, man, I gotta work that off or it puts me in the couch. hmm. For sure. But so you guys sold the business. Yep. Um, You're growing this thing. You're gonna keep doing this. What yeah, else?
1: I don't know how long I'm gonna do it for, but the ride's good right now. Yeah. And um, we're going through internal. Checks and balances to get us in check with, you know, everything's increasing. Ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Costs are inc- increasing. Labor costs are increasing because fuel costs are increasing. Surplus. I mean, uh, dude, everything. Yeah. Like um, logistics, everything. It is. But, you know, we just
1: took a step back and see where our weak points are. Focus on those and just streamline the whole operation mm-hmm. to where we're running an efficient staff, um, the business is making money, and just keep it to where you know you're not hemorrhaging money, and that's that's the art of it or the headache of it, to keep you positively going. Because a lot of small businesses, I had to learn this. Um, ben Patillo, our other business partner, he is the numbers guy, so I'm the chefy guy. So I don't give one rat's ass about food costs. So I'm right. like, all oh, this, that, right. whatever. And you look at it and it's like a sixty-five percent food cost to build that pizza. And it was a lot of learning for me and self-discipline to get to that point to where, all right, we can do this, same effect, and it's not costing us a thousand dollars to make one stupid pizza. Right. And just
0: efficiency is the way to go. Yeah. I think that well, I think it's important to realize too. I think so many people never grow to their potential because they're stuck in that one location mindset. And they never grow. I mean, yeah, they have a successful business, but they never reach their potential mm-hmm. because they don't look at all those things. And that's another thing. I, I think that's, that's another thing with this block, man. You guys are all it's doing unreal. that. Unreal. This, this, this is fucking, the anomaly. This, this is. I swear to God, I've never in my life been somewhere where there's X amount of businesses all together that are doing the right shit. And we're all going through the same shit too. Yeah, I mean, it's employees. It's
1: it's it's the whole thing, um, supply issues. But you know. We all work together so well, and I don't think you would find that anywhere else. Not nah, me either.
0: I think it's a good. I think it's a good gig, Crazy. man. And y'all think y'all are always going to have this place here? Yeah, yeah, not going anywhere. No. The mothership is staying. It is. Uh, That's it, good to hear, man. It's got such good bones. You
1: walk in there, and, and you it's know, grown. All three of our stores are slowly growing. Totally different. Yeah. Mindsets or atmospheres, I would say. But
0: I don't know. This is my favorite. Just I haven't been I started to started here. I haven't been to West Monroe yet. I need to go check that. I mean, shit, I,
1: the bar is 30 foot long.
0: No, yeah, you told me that. I, we need to go. I just never, I'm not over that way anymore. Um, I, I've been, I know where, it, where it's sitting at. I just hadn't been to that location, but I know where it's at. But I want to go check the West Monroe out because I know Benji built it. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go check this shit out. I need to hit him up one day and say, let's go over here, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: if he's not hunting or fishing. Yeah.
0: Oh, he'll drink <laughs> He'll drink all your Grey Goose if he oh, yeah. this shit. <laughs> Well, man, let's wrap this thing up, dude. All right, brother. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this, this time. This has been awesome. Yeah. Anything you want to – any last plugs or anything you want to mention? Like Support your local businesses. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, support I think that if it wasn't for what this block is doing, this, this podcast right here wouldn't be where it's at. Well, right.
1: Like, what you get out of supporting a local business is that kids' baseball team, their soccer team or whatever, we're the ones that support all that stuff. Yeah. And – Corporations—they were making money. Yeah. But you keep it homegrown. A couple weeks ago, we were in Target, and uh, this mom and dad, little young couple, little nine-year-old kid or something. It's like, dad's like, "Where do you want to go to dinner?" And he's like, "I want a pepperoni pizza from Flying Heart." When that happens, it's like, you're set. And we'll get that kid a Yeah, not Dominoes. We'll get that kid a tattoo. yeah,
0: man. Well, cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. I appreciate bro. it. It's Great time today. Good times. Yes, sir. Thank you.